The Insurance Coffee House is hosted by Insurance Search. Insurance Search provides executive recruitment services to insurance companies, brokers, and insurtechs in the UK and across the United States, attracting and retaining the most successful leaders to your insurance business. To find out more, visit insurance-search.com. The Insurance Coffee House, the place where you get to meet and be inspired by the most successful insurance business leaders from across the world. Hosted by Nick Hoadley, CEO of Insurance Search. Today, I am absolutely thrilled to be joined by Neil Leenane. Neil is a business leader of talent acquisition at Progressive Insurance over in the United States. Neil's based in Florida, and it's a pleasure to have him join us on the show today. Welcome to the show, Neil. Thanks, Nick, and great to see you again. Appreciate the time. Yeah, thank you, Neil. Really, really great to see you too, and looking forward to hearing not only about your personal experiences, but some of the great work you're doing there at Progressive. I know from our conversations previously that you and your team there hire around about 20,000 people a year into the organization. So I'm sure a strong coffee or a strong drink at the start of the day probably helps. So as we are in the insurance coffee house, what is your go-to coffee of choice today, Neil? Admittedly, I am not a caffeine drinker, so I'm going to hit it hard with the vitamin water. We have a lot of hiring to do these days. <laughs> Without the need for a coffee. No, fair enough. Fair enough. No doubt. Neil, would you mind sharing with our listeners a little bit about your background, your career, and the journey that's brought you into your current role? I know you initially started out in claims and you've moved into HR, so not that traditional route that some take. So yeah, would you mind sharing it with us a little bit more about that? Yeah, absolutely. And I've been at Progressive 33 years. It's a great company. In that time period, I've had multiple roles and claims, as you mentioned, but then I moved into human resources about 23 years ago. And it was a passion is what I went to school for. I went to the school at the University of Georgia, Terry Business College. Over the years, I've been in various roles, talent management, employee experience, uh, diversity and inclusion. I really have a passion around talent acquisition, and that's where I have been in the last seven years. And then prior to Progressive, I started at Aetna when Aetna was a PNC business. And that's where I learned a lot about claims and then moved over into Progressive. So it's been a great journey. Progressive is great about allowing you to kind of grow your own career. I've taken really good advantage of that ability. If we could start off at the beginning there. So you did your degree in HR University. Rather than moving straight into a HR position, you joined an insurance company working very much on the claim side of things. How did that come about? What did you see about the insurance sector? You thought, you know, that could be a good start in my career for me. You know, first of all, insurance has a lot of needs for a lot of various skills and backgrounds. And so when I was coming out of college, I aspired to get into an entry-level human resources job. I was competing for jobs in Atlanta and like many of us had a lot to offer, but these roles are very competitive. There's a lot of hiring back then in the insurance industry. I was offered a job actually out of college, actually paused on that offer to kind of see if I could get a job in the actual HR industry. It didn't happen. And I came back to Aetna, re-engaged, and then started working there. And I think for many of us, starting out, if you're pursuing a, you know, a job in insurance, taking on a frontline role, claims or a call center role, whatever, is a great opportunity to kind of learn the business. Because as we aspire to do other kinds of things, higher level professional jobs, or maybe even leadership, having a really good foundation about what the business is about, 
who the customers are and the peers who you're going to work with is a great start. And so in hindsight, it was a really great move because the insurance industry itself is a really thriving industry and has a lot to offer for various skills, not just only having folks with just insurance experience. And claims is right at the forefront of that. It really is the shop window of the business. A lot of core skills there that you can take away from being a claim rep, no doubt. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So tell us a little bit more about your current role. You lead the talent acquisition for Progressive there. Perhaps you give us an overview of that role and what that entails. Yeah, absolutely. We, uh, you know, my organization hires all the hiring for Progressive Insurance. So it's end to end. It could be, you know, frontline operational roles all the way to our execs. I have a strong team of close to 200, various skill sets ranging from marketing to recruiting to sourcing. Uh, have a great team that processes the end-to-end operations. Uh, and then we have also folks who are, you know, tied to our community involvement in DE&I efforts. So just a really kind of a holistic way to kind of think about, you know, marketing progressive as an employer and, um, you know, interacting with hundreds of thousands of candidates, you know, on a year-to-year basis. And as you mentioned, we, you know, we hire between 20 to 25,000, both external and internal hires a year. We have a strong employment brand. You talk about marketing the employer brand. Do you have specific people within your division who are focused on marketing or is there a close link with the overall marketing function there? Because we do see businesses who focus very much on marketing to that end customer and less so on potential employees. Presumably that's been a big part of growth there at Progressive. Yeah, it's a combination of both. So I get great support from the company's overall marketing team, but I have a strong team of you know nine individuals who have a lot of various skills with um, building employment brands, job board management, building social media content, email marketing campaigns. And listen, Progressive's got a great story. I get to wake up every day and market, you know, one of America's top CEOs in Trisha Griffith. The consumer brand speaks for itself. The awards it wins in, you know, in both the DEI and community involvement spaces. It's a great culture rooted in core values. And they're very good about having a great balance of growth and profitability. Those are things that I can market out to the candidates out there in the labor market. So it's a great setup to have in terms of marketing progressive. And presumably because there is such a strong B2C brand there, obviously candidates, people who are interested in the insurance world are going to have a very good idea of who you are. Flow has definitely put us on the map and, you know, people can connect us. So when you go out there and you're talking to a can, hey, I know you, you work with Flow. And so yeah. you see that on an everyday basis. So it's very different to some of the ENS carriers that we work with, where, you know, if you're not really part of that specific niche or industry, you know, people don't know who you are. People don't know what you do. You know, it's really about building up and educating the talent pool about what you're doing. We can talk a little bit further about that later on. In terms of progressive at the moment, Neil, can you give us a snapshot, sort of an overview of where the business is in the current day? Yeah, overall strong. So if I was giving it a rating today, you know, as we know today, the market is getting hard. We see a lot Mm -hmm. of change in the industry. As I referenced earlier, that discipline around a balance of growth and profitability, you know, they target a, a combined operating ratio of 96 and in pertinent to the decisions that we make. What's great about it, we have a great reward program for employees that centers around, we call it our gain share program, but it allows all the employees to celebrate uh, and be recognized for their collaborative efforts for this growth period. And so Progressive has a 
a strong presence in the market, being a destination company. When you think about that, that's customers, that's agents, you know, that's business owners, that's employees. And they have put together a really nice portfolio of things to offer all of those stakeholders. And so I think that is very promising, particularly in today's market. And I know one particular area of passion for you, obviously being at you know, such a large company like Progressive, where you're attracting people, not just from the insurance industry, but from all walks of life, many different positions and different roles, different sectors really within the insurance world. What do you think is important about educating people about the opportunities within the insurance industry? Yeah, I think the first thing we take away and we try to explain to people, you don't necessarily always have to have insurance experience for most of these roles. So there's a lot of transferable skills. You know, we value things like people who can problem solve and communicate mm. and build relationships, you know, mm. think and lead inclusively. And we can train insurance. I and mean, most insurance companies have good training programs and you can train on the processes and the policies and the regulations. As you know, insurance is a very regulated industry, but insurance companies can do that well. And so if you, you know, have a passion for continuous improvement, you know, helping people better themselves, really, if you think about insurances, it's protecting something that you value because yeah. that's the commodity and helping them thrive and build on their future. And if they've had an accident, it's about getting back to where they were. And so those require a lot of different skills. Empathy is another one, for example. So if you bring a lot of those things, you definitely can thrive working in the insurance industry. Presumably a company like Progressive, though, in the size that you are, you are competing with lots of other different industries for that talent. Whereas that ENS carrier that I spoke about earlier, you know, they're looking to bring in underwriters and claims people from other insurance businesses on the whole. Working for a larger business and having to compete against those other industries, can that be a challenge? It definitely can and depends on what that role is. You know, obviously, if I'm competing for experienced claim reps, for example, that market may be relegated to carriers themselves, maybe the independent agent, you know, market, maybe, you know, contracting firms, et cetera. But if I'm competing for IT talent or analytical talent or legal talent, you know, yeah. I'm competing with a lot of the companies and agencies and groups, you know, in the country. So I think it really depends on the job. There are times where I have to go out and find a doctor or a health professional. It just really depends on the type of role that'll kind of dictate what the competition and how broad that competition will be across the country. Have you got any initiatives there or any projects that you work on there to try and educate people from different backgrounds out of different industries to say, hey, this is a great opportunity. Insurance is a great opportunity. Progressive is a great opportunity for your career. You know, one of the ones I find that works best is showcasing how their skills fit in into the operation. So, you know, in today's population, they love social media content, they love videos. And so when you think about, hey, show me a day in the life. And as you show how they're helping a customer or partnering with others in your group to bring an initiative to life, they can see themselves like, hey, I, oh, I have those skills uh, or I have done those types of things before. I think those are powerful tools to use if you can show people, here's what the job is about, but doing it in a manner that is kind of a day in the life and is kind of a visual, it allows them to kind of imagine and picture themselves being able to do the same thing. Absolutely, because I know in our previous discussions, we talked about those careers right. where those times where the insurance company was one of the biggest employers in a specific town 
And a lot of people would go and work that insurance company for a long time. And certainly things have changed a lot. And a lot of people, especially you know, coming out of college or in their first role, probably have no idea what is involved at working in the insurance business. So really bringing that life, bringing that onto their phones, they can actually see and picture themselves doing that. I'm sure is very strong. We mentioned as well, obviously, you're hiring extraordinary amount of people, 20,000 people a year. You know, obviously our business, we're doing a few less. Just a few, right? Yeah. Just a few less. Yeah. yeah, just a few less. In terms of managing such a large amount of people, obviously you've got for each of those positions, you must have, you know, several applicants. I don't know how many applicants you have for each position, but give me the size of the amount of applicants you have a year and how you manage them for a process. So they come out of that feeling, whether they've got the job or not, you know, that feeling that it was worthwhile for them. If you think about it, if you're going to hire anywhere from 20 to 25,000 internal and external employees, obviously there's a, you know, a pool of employees that are currently working for you that will compete for roles. And, you know, obviously there's the outside market probably at that size, seeing about, you know, seven to 800,000 applicants a year. And so uh, it's a lot of folks who have interests. It's a great, you know, challenge to have in the sense of how we, interact with all of them and provide them a, you know, a meaningful candidate experience. But it does take a lot of, you know, coordination, it takes great technology, it takes passion to be able to interact with a lot of folks like that. There's a lot of educating those candidates on how to help them compete. Yeah. You know, in this labor market, there are news feeds and they say, hey, jobs are up. There's a lot of people. And then we're in a labor market where you can work from anywhere. So you're competing with just about everywhere in the country versus, you know, think about that example you're using where the insurance company and the one town and they were the largest employer, you know, their base was that city. Today, the way companies are structured, allowing people to work, you know, remotely and virtually, you're competing with everybody. And uh, sometimes that gets lost in candidates, like how many people actually am I competing with? Yeah. So it does take a lot of things to happen in order to move it. And then if you think about it, and let's just take one example, you have a job and there's a hundred applicants and you're only going to hire one, 99 are going to be disappointed. You know, that's a challenge that you face on a day-to-day basis in the space. I mean, it's a challenge, I think, across the board, whether you're doing that high volume or search firms like us putting forward nine or 10 candidates, you can have 10 superstars there, but actually only one of them is going to get the role and you're going to have nine disappointed people at the end of that. And it's about how you not only communicate with them throughout that process, but then giving them that feedback and value. So they think actually that was a worthwhile experience, even though I didn't get the job and I'm stronger. I'm in a better position now to get that next opportunity. You're spot on on that last point for sure. That feedback piece, really critical Mm -hmm. in that candidate Mm -hmm. experience. That must be a challenge for you, obviously, in terms of the numbers that you're seeing. You've got a team there of 200 people. Is that something that's really important to them in terms of all right they might not be right now but they might be good for the future is there a lot of like pipelining for future opportunities yeah absolutely and i'd love to talk to all 700 or 8,000, and it's not always possible so you get folks who are a certain part of the stage where they've invested a lot of time depending on the role and the number of candidates sometimes you can clearly give each one of them you know direct feedback in terms of you know how they can continuously improve Sometimes you have to offer them that opportunity when the pool is large, but you nailed it. And a lot of times where you see folks not getting it, it's not never, it's, 
you know, when, and it's like learning how to compete, you know, and it's a behavioral based interviewing world, for example, and how do I allow my examples to shine so that you can see clearly my experiences and how they would fit into your organization. Uh, sometimes their frustrations are rooted in understanding the selection process. Hey, why doesn't everyone get an in-person interview? The process would take a long time and then candidates would drop out. Listen, let's be honest. Today's labor market, it's all about the candidate. The candidate is first and foremost. They have a lot of choices. People want to move, particularly in today's world with technology, they want to see companies move fast. And so you factor all that in and then you're still trying to you know, provide a, a high impacting touch. There's a lot of challenges. Thank you, Neil. Brings us nicely on to the espresso round now. Listeners will know the questions are short, sharp, and to the point. Yeah, you got your vitamin water there. You ready for the espresso round? Let's do it. The espresso round. What one piece of advice do you have for senior executives at the you know the senior end of things, senior leaders who are coming in to interview there at Bresson? One of the things that I would stress to them as they prepare, and a lot of times they will reach out and they'll try to help do their homework. The one thing I would gravitate them towards immediately is demonstrating how they have built inclusive environments. So how do they help their teams think collaboratively, challenge status quos, leverage different perspectives? That's the type of leader that's going to thrive here at Progressive if they have experience in that. That could be a differentiator in terms of who they're competing with. You're hiring an awful lot of people a year. There must be an extraordinary amount of interviews that you're sitting on and your team is sitting on. Is there anything that sticks out as something particularly amusing or particularly funny or a bad answer, a great answer that you've witnessed in an interview? I always find it interesting, Nick, that when people are interviewing for a role that, you know, maybe it's a consumer facing role or maybe it's a an HR role, even a leadership role, and somewhere along the line, they've weaved into their answer about they're describing themselves. And, you know, I'm not really a people person. And so you sit back and you reflect and you think about insurance is about people. It's about relationship building. It's about earning trust, you know, to kind of help them with their day-to-day lives. I don't have much hair, but I do scratch my head a little bit when I hear, and I'm not a people person. I have to kind of sit back and reflect when I hear those things. We've heard that as well here. And you're thinking actually, well, that is your job is speaking to people. <laughs> not going to be a great fit for you. Neil, be plenty of other senior HR executives listening to the podcast today. Do you have one piece of closing advice or one piece of a recommendation for them for best practice for hiring exceptional talent? I'm going to go past just the hiring. And here's what I will say, because it's really reflective of today's labor market. I'm sure a lot of companies understand who exceptional talent is, and I'm sure a lot of them do a great job hiring them. To me, it's really go past that hire and think about what am I doing to invest in retaining them? Because if they are exceptional talent, they are very sought after. And in this labor market, think about what we were talking about, many jobs, the labor market is truly about the candidate. If you are an exceptional person to have in your organization, you're very sought after. And so really, it used to be like, what do I need to do to attract them and get them? Well, they have plenty of options. And if your company is positioned with you know, a great culture and values, you'll be in that mix. But I think really now in today's market, it's almost about, great, I've hired them. Let's think about how I'm going to work really hard to retain them. And I think that's going to be really key going forward. Absolutely, because 
you know, it's so much of more value to have someone like yourself who has a great career at a company rather than always every year or every couple of years having to seek out new talent to replace that person and not having someone, you know, have that great career path of, with the company. In terms of technology, have you got any technology, anything specific there that is really supporting you and helping you with the hiring process there at Progressive? To avoid to get too deep in technology lingo, I mean, I think in this market, you need a couple of things. You, you know, obviously you need a strong applicant tracking system. You're getting a yeah. lot of candidates. So I think that's kind of a given, but you also yeah. have to invest in tools about helping you source. So how do we mm -hmm. think about automated sourcing tools? Do you have tools to help you catalog, you know, people who you're proactively, you know, connecting with? And then candidates want to go real fast and you got to have a cadre of kind of tech stack that has, okay, if I need to do an assessment as a pre-employment, for example, do I have an online assessment that I could use? Am I using uh, video technology, whether it's mm -hmm. a video on demand platform, which is great because it allows candidates to give you that same phone screen experience, but on their own time, which they actually appreciate. They'll say, hey, the fact that I could do this after I attended my kid's school event and can come mm -hmm. home and focus on it, you know, is a great win. And then the fact that people are all over the country, they're not just going to get on a plane to interview. Do I have some really good video platform to kind of talk and showcase my experiences and still let my personality shine through without actually having to travel? I think if you have all of those types of things, you're ready to handle candidates in today's labor market. Really interesting, Neil, having that full end-to-end -end process. You know, we do work, we see those insurtechs, we see those sort of challenger firms who are growing yep. very, very rapidly. And I'm sure you know, there'll be some CPOs or yeah, heads of talent who are trying to build out that end-to-end -end process because you know to deal with that number of applicants and work quickly and with speed you know, is a big challenger. You're no doubt, Nick, you're right. Neil, what... Final piece of closing advice would you have for our listeners? And if there's anyone out there at the moment considering an opportunity of Progressive, maybe they're about to submit their application or they've seen some opportunities on the website that they think are interesting. Why would someone come and work for you? you know, I'm going to go back in history. This resonated with me and it resonates with many of us here at Progressive. And it goes to a quote. It was kind of a saying that our first CEO, Peter B. Lewis, had, and it was risk, learn, grow. You're going to walk into an environment where it's safe to take some risk. You know, if you think about insurance, it's about managing risk, but you know, it's about thinking outside the box and bringing new perspectives. The learn kind of centers on you're going to touch a lot of things. You're going to be exposed to a lot of different, you know, experiences. But as you learn, you're going to make some mistakes. You'll have the opportunity to move quickly to fix them. And the grow piece, it's just an improvement. Every day is a challenge. And so when you wake up, you're really motivated to make a difference for the customers and the employees for which you partner with. I think those are really things. So risk, learn, grow. Peter B. Lewis really was very influential in my career. I love that. I might put that up on the wall in my office, actually. Risk, learn, and grow. I might attribute it to you though, Neil. We'll leave it with Peter, but I appreciate the recognition there. <laughs> Fantastic. And yeah, just one closing thought really for our listeners who are considering an opportunity with you. Maybe just share what, you know, why is it a great place to work and what long-term career opportunities can you have at Progressive? I would say this, if we were going up in an elevator, you know, we hit on a few things earlier. It's a great culture. It's very inclusive, centered in core values. So for being an insurance company, we allow our core values to help us guide us. We don't have a 
outside of the typical regulations you need for insurance company, we use our core values to kind of guide our decision making. You know, what is actually right? That integrity piece, treating people how they want to be treated, just that overall strive to to be excellent. Those are the root of what you're going to experience. And I always love it when I get a candidate, they're hired, and I see them six or seven months later, and they'll say, you know, when your recruiter was talking to us about the company, I see it and I can feel it. That's great. I'm glad that what you saw on the outside is what you see in the inside. Pay it forward. You know, I think a lot of progressive people do a nice job paying it forward. Right. And you certainly live and breathe it there. That's for sure. Neil, we've reached the end of our time together in the insurance coffee house today. Time has definitely flown by. It's been a pleasure to have you on the show. And yeah, I think there's some really great advice for our listeners, for companies who are growing and expanding, but also for other insurance executives at those large organizations who you know are managing very large processes, lots of applications from different sectors and different parts of the industry. Neil, brilliant to have you on the show today. Thank you. Nick, it was great to see you again and really thank Great job. And I really appreciate it. You're great to have a conversation. Thank you, Neil. Thank you for listening to the Insurance Coffee House with Nick Hoadley. Join us next time for another episode packed with insights and advice for senior leaders, C-suite executives, and ambitious insurance professionals. Stream all episodes at insurance-search.com.